0: Okay, for our first message, it'll be brought to us by Mr. Art Williams. It is entitled, Joy. Thank you, Sean. Joy, something perhaps we kind of take for granted or don't give it too much consideration. Sometimes it can be conditional, other times it's spontaneous. Sometimes it's planned for, sometimes it's not. Sometimes its roots are found in the past, other times it's the present, sometimes it's the future, based in faith and in hope. We often will express our joy when good things happen to us, we go to the casino and we win. We purchase an object that we've been wanting to have for a long time, perhaps a house, a car, a dress, a shirt, pair of shoes. For the man, when he asks the girl that he's in love with to marry him, and she says yes and he's just ecstatic with joy Several years later, he's ecstatic with joy when he asks her for a divorce, and she says yes. <laughs> so it's kind of a two-edged sword, isn't it? Sometimes it's like an ocean wave. It comes in at crests, and then it goes back out, and then it comes in again, and it comes and goes, and we have high points and maybe some low points in our life. It says in Matthew 5, verses 10 through 12, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. And then he says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Why? Because your reward in heaven is great. For so they persecuted the prophets which were before you. Hope based upon the future. <clears throat> A future that's based in faith, hope and belief. And in Acts five, verses 40 and 41, it says, "And to him that ag- they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded them that should not speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. And they departed, they being the disciples from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer the shame for his name. Now there's a different aspect of joy, isn't it? You don't think of being beaten and whipped, something to be uh, rejoicing over. But in terms of faith and hope in the future, it is. And continuing in Romans 5, 1 through 5, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into, our, into his grace. Grace and faith are a hand and glove. They are integrated. Wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God, a future expectation, which we rejoice in now, currently, In James 1, verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into, diverse temptations. And when we read about the suffering that Jesus undertook, and we in this country haven't really suffered very much. Some of us have had issues with our families, perhaps dividing, and perhaps issues with some uh, people that are unbelievers, and perhaps even with people that with are Christian that have different views than perhaps you do or I do. But he says in 1 Peter 4, verses 12 through 16, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, because he's talking about this at the time of Rome. This is Peter writing, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. At that time of the writings of these early New Testament writers, we look at the Roman emperors of Tiberius, Caligula, Claudius, and Nero. All of them were pretty vicious, and to put it frankly, Caligula was just plain nuts. <clears throat> if you want to get some of the background, you can study, uh, go on Wikipedia, and some of these source, sources to get the history of just what was going on at these times. And you see what uh, Peter is referring to here, he t- refers to the fiery trial But he goes on in verse 13 and he says, But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceedingly joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you, for the spirit of the glory of God rests upon you. On their part he is spoken evil of, but on your part he is glorified In Psalm 32:11, he says, "Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all of you that are upright in heart." And John 15:11, "These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy may be full." These are the words of Jesus in John 15:11. These things have I spoken. So if you want to review what he spoke before verse 11, that's a good thing to do. Because he's referring back to these things I have spoken unto you, that my my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. So part of our joy comes from Jesus and through Jesus and what he has done for us in our belief and in our hope. But it's not all looking to the future. In Ecclesiastes, and the Bible said it's going to be taking place here in, in Ecclesiastics uh, chapter 2, verse 24, there is nothing better for a man than he should eat and drink and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw that it was from the hand of God going down to Ecclesiastes 5.18, um, he kind of reiterates the same same thought. Behold that which I have seen, it is good and comely for one to eat and to drink, and to enjoy the good of all his labors that he has taken under the sun all the days of his life, which God giveth him, for it is his portion. As we go through our labors that we undertake and we experience, and we experience good and bad, positive and negative. He is molding us into the being and creating us into the being that he wants us to be for the future. And so our physical labors that we undertake are more important just than the end physical results. I, I like to be a creator. I like to build and create. I don't like maintenance. I feel like I'm fighting Mother Nature when I do maintenance, you know, like cutting the grass, like killing the bugs, you know, I losing battle it grows back no matter what I do to it but i like to be creative um, in Isaiah 65 22 he talks about a future when perhaps our physical works will be more beneficial to us because he says they shall not build in another inhabit that happens today. They shall not plant in another eat that happens today. For as the days of the tree are the days of my people, are the days of my people, the length of a person's life in the f- sometime in the future will be the term of the length of a tree. Now, he doesn't say which tree. He's talking about pine trees or oaks or sequoias. But it's going to be longer than what it is now. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. And I suspect there's uh, an aspect of that that has to do with the spiritual creation that's going to be in the future. You're going to long enjoy the works of your hands because you're going to be a spirit being. And your works are going to be spiritual. I had an incident this past week where I brought to my attention the, the scripture that says all flesh shall see the salvation of the Lord and when I, at the time I experienced that and I realized that when we return with Christ we return on horses and the question that hit my mind immediately was where do the horses come from the resurrected all flesh horse flesh Cats, dogs, I wonder about whether your pet will be with you. You will have your pet. In Isaiah 58, 8 through 10, the watchman shall lift up the voice. With the voice together they shall sing, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Break forth into joy. Sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. Again, looking to the future. The Lord has made bare his arm, holy arm, in the eyes of all the nations, and to all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of the Lord. So much of what we're going to go through today is focusing on God, God the Father, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, and our works of being a the part of that. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. This is Psalm 51, 6 through 12. And in the hidden parts, you shall make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Joy and gladness in the scriptures. It's an interesting thing, uh, that we'll get to Paul a little bit later here if I don't run out of time, and all the things that he rejoiced in as he suffered, because he always knew and kept his, his eyes and sight on the purpose of what he was accomplishing, and his greatest joy and crown that he refers to are the people that he converts, the people that are believers, that are growing and conducting their life in a Christian way to become a benefit and a positive in the life of other people, and will be in the kingdom of God. In Psalms 511, "But let all those that put their trust in you rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because you have defended them. Let them also that love your name be joyful in you. And in Psalm 31, verse 7, I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy seeing his mercy seeing his grace i didn't write the scripture down but grace establishes your heart the scripture i didn't write it down so the belief is integral in the condition of your heart i will be glad psalm 31, 7, i will be glad and rejoice in your mercy for you have considered my trouble you have known my soul in adversity We often wonder what's going on, things that we suffer, and some things we we look at being as catastrophic in our life. And in some cases, people die. You know, I was watching a television show, and (laughs) they, they, they said on this television show, one man speaking to another, he says, well, you know, the good die young, so they aren't contaminated by the wicked. The wicked live to a ripe old age, so they have a chance to repent. (laughs) But it wasn't in that, you know, not totally true. But. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion, when God brings back the captivity of His people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. The captivity that's being re- referenced here, since I didn't go through the scriptures, the captivity being referenced here is His gathering of the people to bring them back to Zion. That's why it says rejoice in it. Psalm 63, 7. Because you have been my help, therefore in the shadow of my wings, will I, of your wings, will I rejoice. Psalm 70, verses 4. Let all those that seek you rejoice and be glad in you. That such as love your salvation, say continually, let God be magnified. I'm going to go through a number of song, psalms here kind of a, just bullet points because they relate different aspects of, of joy, hope. Psalm 90 verse 14 Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy. The, the spiritual characteristics that God has and that he gives to us such as mercy and grace are so prevalent in these scriptures that deal with joy and rejoicing and being glad. Oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. Psalm 97, 12, 97, 12. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Again, things to rejoice. Here's an instruction. Reviewing the history, the life of Jesus, the things that had happened in the Old Testament. Are sources of rejoicing or can be sources of rejoicing for us. Psalm 98, 4, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praises. We need some people in the praise and worship team in case you didn't hear the, the advertisement for that, you who like to sing. So you can come up and make a joyful noise before the Lord and sing praises. Psalm 105, verse 3, glory you in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Psalm 106.5 That I may see the good of thy chosen. That I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation. That I may glory with your inheritance. Probably a lot of future in that statement. Gladness of your nation don't know that there's a lot of application for that in our nation. Psalm 118.24, this is the day which the Lord has made and will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 119.162, I rejoice at thy word as one that finds great spoil by hearty counsel. Proverbs 29.2, point, uh, point of government and authority. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bears rule, the people mourn. Jeremiah 31.13. Then shall the virgin rejoice in dance, both young men and old together. For I will turn their mourning into joy. And will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrows. Solomon spoke early in the book of Ecclesiastes about enjoying the fruits of our labors. And certainly that is something for us to do. He has given that, us that. But also, he says it. Paul, in Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Continuing in Romans 15, 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what Paul gave to us in his in his description of the things that he suffered filled with all joy and peace and believing abounding in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit knowing that he was a winner regardless of what happened to him he's a winner you know it's like today people want to win in the casino how would you like to be a winner of everything you do you walk in the casino you throw the dice you win you know, you buy a lottery ticket You win. You know, in this world, maybe that wouldn't be such a good thing. There was a movie in the 1950s about that. The guy wound up going a little nuts because life had no challenges. Everything that he did, he won. There was no adventure. There was no mystery. It won't be like that though, for us. Whatever happened with Paul always knew it had a positive end to it. And he had a purpose and when his purpose was over he would rest and he would be standing with Jesus and God the Father in the future kingdom. In Galatians 5.22 it tells us, but the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy. Joy. An interconnection Spirit, Holy Spirit God the Father jesus christ all interconnected hope faith belief confidence in philippians 1:25, and having this confidence i know that i shall abide and continue with you you. all for your furtherance and joy of faith this is paul talking talking about helping the philippians continue and that's where he got his joy. Continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith. Jesus says in Matthew 5, verse 12, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. So persecuted you. They persecuted you, they persecuted the prophets before you. And Luke 6:23, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For Behold, your reward is great in heaven, for in the like manner did the fathers, unto uh, the prophets. There's a, there's a man who, I mentioned this once before in, in the scripture, in, a, in the message, he carried a cross around the, around the world, and when he got in one of the Arab countries, it might have been Iran, he got surrounded by, uh, by uh, Arab rebels, and they told him they were going to kill him, and his response to it was, you can't kill me all you can do is initiate my transition my transition they ended up inviting him to come home to their camp and have dinner with them total change of heart no fear no anguish in luke 10 verse 20 jesus gives some instructions to his disciples because they were rejoicing because the spirits were under their control when they would cast evil spirits out of people and heal them. And they were all excited about that. And Jesus says to them, notwithstanding in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And continuing in Luke 19.37, and when he was come nigh, even now at the center, of the Mount of olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all of the mighty works that they had seen. A little bit more difficult perhaps in our time to see those mighty works, but we can certainly read about them and bolster our faith and our belief in doing so. But also we need perhaps to consider uh, looking for <clears throat> the events that, where his activity is and where it becomes Visible for us, and we can see it today in our own lives or in a friends' lives. And it's not only rejoicing individually, but rejoicing together. In John four verse thirty-six, he says, "And he that reaps receives wages, and gathers fruit unto eternal life. That both he that sows, and he that reaps, may rejoice." together in Romans 5, 2, by whom also we have access by faith into his grace. As I said earlier, grace and faith and in love, together, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Paul continues in Romans 15, 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing God will fill you with joy and peace and get it through believing so faith is an integral part of it that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit and again again emphasizing togetherness in first Corinthians 12:26 and whether one member suffers, all the members suffers with it. or one member be honored, and all the members rejoice with it. Notice that Barnabas is here today after being in the hospital for a few days. Surprised to see him, glad to see him. Philippians 1.18. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, And I do therefore rejoice. Yea, I will rejoice. Paul didn't care. As long as the word of Jesus got out and what he was doing got out, even if they were condemning it and fighting against it, the word still got out. The name of Jesus got there. And it may be that somebody said, well, I hear what he's saying, but I think I'm going to check this out. You know, he didn't believe the words that were said. He was going to check it out and always consider the source. That's a very good recommendation. Consider the source. if you dabble around in the stock market all these guys come out and they tell you buy this stock, buy that stock, buy the other stock Well, the principle to apply there is the principle of the the goose that lays the golden egg if you find the goose that lays the golden egg you don't tell everybody else about it they're going to go get the goose that lays the golden egg you're going to take your money and buy the goose that lays the golden egg yourself you're not going to tell everybody else to do it that if if, if they tell you to go up by that goose over there, that's the goose that lays the golden egg. That's not the goose that lays the golden egg. No, no. Consider the source. Philippians one eighteen. What then? Notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preaching, and therein do I rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Peter, 1 Peter 4.13, again, talked about Christ's suffering and the glory that shall be revealed and the joy that we'll have at that time. We spoke about that already. And in Philippians 2:14-18, Paul writes, Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain. This is Paul speaking about his works. Neither labor in vain, yea, and if I be offended, offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do you joy and rejoice with me. The cause cause that Paul rejoiced over was the work that he was doing, the evangelism and the hope of the kingdom of God. And he says to them, to the same cause do you also rejoice with me. Now, at this time that the work is being done, it stands as a statement for us. And in Revelation 19, looking, verse 7, looking out to the future, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And that's what we are in today, right now. Calling people, working with people, so that they can be there at the marriage of the lamb. We're in the process of making ourselves ready. And one of the first steps in doing that is baptism. In John 3, 5 through 8, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it lifts, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell from whence it comes or where it goes. And so it is with everyone that is born of the Spirit. The first step is baptism. And we're going to have a baptism later on today with Callie Cole. In Philippians 4, verse 1. I think I'll, I think I'll finish with this scripture. Maybe two scriptures here. Therefore, my beloved, brethren dearly beloved and longed for my crown my joy and my crown paul is writing here and he calls the people the brethren dearly beloved and longed for my joy and my crown that's what he looked for looked to for his joy not his physical blessings but the work that he was doing for christ my, my joy and my crown. So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. And continuing in verse 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. And he repeats it in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16, when he says just one simple phrase, rejoice evermore.